0: the message today is building healthy families. Building healthy families. Today I want to talk with you about building healthy families, and I want to start out with something a little funny, okay? I love the things that, the funny things that kids say, especially when it comes to church things, and I thought I'd lighten it up a little bit as we're starting out here. Here's some funny things that kids have said, church kids have said. A little girl was Sitting on her grandfather's lap, as he read her a bedtime story, from time to time, she would take her eyes off the book and reach up to touch his wrinkled cheek. She was alternately stroking her own cheek, then his again, and finally she spoke up, Grandpa, did God make you? Yes, sweetheart, he answered, God made me a long time ago. Oh, she paused, Grandpa, did he make me too? Yes, indeed, honey, he, s- he said, God made You just a little while ago, feeling their respected faces again, she said, God's getting better at it, isn't he? (laughs) One particular four-year-old prayed, forgive us our trash baskets as we forgive those who put trash in our baskets. And that was, there's some wisdom there. (laughs) (laughs) A father was at a beach with his children when the four-year-old son ran up to him, grabbed his hand, and led him to the shore where a seagull lay dead in the sand. Daddy, what happened to him? The son asked. He died and went to heaven, the dad replied. The boy thought for a moment and then said, did God throw him back down? After the baby dedication of his baby brother in church, little Johnny sobbed all the way home, was crying in the back seat of the car. His father asked him three times what was wrong. Finally, the boy replied, The pastor prayed for us to be brought up in a Christian home, but I want to stay with you guys. (laughs) Oh, that goes along with the message today. A little boy opened the big and old family Bible with fascination and looked at the old pages as he turned them. Suddenly, something fell out of the Bible, and he picked it up and looked at it closely. It was an old leaf from a tree that had been pressed in between the pages. Mama, look what I found, the the boy called out. Well, what have you got there, dear? His mother asked. With astonishment, the young boy's voice, he answered, I think it's Adam's suit. And then one more. One Sunday in a Midwest city, a young child was acting up during the morning worship service. The parents did their best to maintain some sense of order in their seat, but they were losing the battle. And finally, the father picked up the little fellow and walked sternly up the aisle and on his way out. And just before reaching the safety of the foyer, the little boy called loudly to the congregation, pray for me, pray for me. Oh, I just love that. I just love that. I love the things that kids say. It's so precious. So precious. You know, the people that are in your life, your family, they are not there by accident, are they? There is no coincidence. When it comes to your children, God knew who they were going to be. He designed them even before they were born. And as the creator of the universe, he placed them in your family. He's given you parents. He's given you siblings, brothers and sisters, your spouse, your children, or children-to-be, or if you're single and wanting to get married, your spouse-to-be. God is designing that. They are gifts. They are on loan to you from God for a period of time. And boy, the more I look at pictures and Facebook sends me those reminders that it was four years ago or five years ago. I started crying the other day because I saw something that happened five years ago. We went to the snow with our daughter and it is, I mean, she has grown so much just in, and it's been, it's like that. It's just so fast and it's happening so fast. And God is counting on us. He's counting on you. Take care of his most prized possessions. They are not ordinary. They are extremely valuable and we need to not take them for granted. Amen. And your spouse who's been given to you by God, for those of you who are married, your spouse may have some faults. No, no amens, please. But they are given to you by Almighty God. Your children may be a lot of work. Now there you can give some amens. Amen. They may not always know what's right, but they are a gift from God. Every day, see your spouse, your children as amazing treasures given to you by God. Every day tell them I love you. I'm proud of you. I'm glad that you're in my life. They need to hear this on a regular basis. Amen? Not just on a birthday, not just on their anniversary, not just on Valentine's Day. I love you. Once a year isn't going to cut it, is it? Be generous when it comes to expressing your love. Be free with your compliments. Our families are under attack in these days in so many ways the identity of a family trying to redefine that the attacks in so many things in media when when it comes to families and we now more than ever need to be focused on building healthy families our own family for the lord jesus christ amen amen god wants to help us doesn't he in this. He's our heavenly father. He knows how to do this and he wants to partner with us in building those healthy families. And not only that, but you want a good foundation for your family. Remember Jesus said, if you hear what I say and you do those things, it'll be like a a man who builds a solid foundation in their life, in their family's life. And here's some practical things that I put together just thinking about what would be a good foundation for a healthy family. The one that just I think of first is to be a worshiper, be somebody who worships God, worships God, not only here at church, but worships God in your home. And I'm not talking about, you know, being some weirdo in your home and all right, everyone, we're going to have a church service and yeah. Hallelujah. You know, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about genuinely worshiping God, even when nobody's watching and you have it under your breath. God, I just worship you and I praise you in this place. I thank you for your kingdom come. Your will be done. Lord, just set up the atmosphere of this home in your presence, Lord. And you just worship God and you let the kingdom of God come to your home. What's happening when you worship him that way in your home? Is that you are building spiritual, invisible spiritual blocks of a home way before it's a, fa- you know, founded anything physically. You are building those spiritual blocks by worshiping and praising God. And that's a home that when the enemy tries to attack it, he can't attack those spiritual stones because they are there for good. They are there for good. You can't take that down because it's backed by the Holy Spirit. So we're talking about genuinely worshiping God in song, worship him in praise, and especially when no one's watching, worship him in your house. The second one is the word of God, but I'm going to, I want to take it just a little bit deeper because we, we know the power of the word of God, but it, it has more to do with living out what the word of God says. Because listen, if you are just reading the Bible and faking it, your family is going to know it. And when you set a, a fake example to your family, they're going to grow up thinking God's not real. God's not real because they're one way here. They're yelling and screaming and they're cussing up a storm. And then they get into church and they're a whole new person. It's like a dual personality and they're, they're fake. They're fake. But if you are genuinely living out the word of God in your home, and you're speaking good words in your home. You're speaking blessings in your home. You're living out by example, the love of God in your home. Then when you get to church and, and you're, they're seeing you at, and there's no difference. They're going to say, yeah, my dad loves Jesus. Yeah. My mom loves Jesus. Yeah. Amen. So live out the word, not just reading it. The third one is the priority of church on Sunday. Have it in your coat of arms that our family puts God first. Our family puts God first that we are in church every Sunday. We are giving God the first day of the week every every week. You have that as a foundation and your kids will grow up with that as the solidness of a healthy family. It is a framework that they will always be able to lean on and it and it Comes with anything of putting God first in your tithe. Teach your children how to tithe. Teach them, you know, when when, a, when ten cents come in, you're giving God His first and His best. You're teaching them with instruction, and it's a for real thing of putting God first in your life. And they see it. They watch it happen. The fourth is we don't use bad language. We don't tear each other down with our words we encourage and build each up each other up with our words let nothing but blessings come out of your mouth remember james said what's going on here if you have blessing and you have cursing coming out of your mouth at the same time he said bitter water and sweet water can't come out of the same fountain and it's, and it's, it's comes it's the same as true in our homes let the flow of blessing of god come through your mouth and bless your kids, and bless your family, and bless your home, and bless your finances, and bless your health. Stop cursing yourself. Amen? Stop trashing yourself. Stop trashing your life by using foul language, because it will degrade you. It will tear you down. You may say, well, I can handle this. I can say those words that they're saying on the movies and the TV. No, you can't. No, Jesus said, you will have what you say. You will have what you say. You speak blessing out of your mouth, the blessings will flow. You speak cursing out of your mouth, and you trash your life and your home with a bunch of trash out of your mouth. Trash is what you're going to get. And we don't want that. We don't want that. Amen. Speak blessings in your home. Good words. If you have to hold your hand over your mouth and say, God, only blessing words come out of this mouth. Oh, that one tried to escape. But no, no, no. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The fifth one is we don't watch bad movies in our home. Oh, if you, I don't care if you're single, if you've got a family, especially if you got kids, but don't let the foulness of the, the junk that, you know, there are so many choices of good things that you can choose for your family. I mean, and good stuff. You just got to do your homework. You got to do your homework and look for the good. They're out there and they're wonderful shows out there. And there's wonderful streaming things that you can get. And there's wonderful programs. And if you see something that you shouldn't say, hey, no, 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 no. You use it as an example. Hey, we don't, again, coat of arms. We don't allow that in our home. We only watch good things in our home. And you take that stance. Here's another one. And that is with movies is our time, you know, if it's a movie every night, where's the creativity in that? Where's the time that we're spending with our kids? If it's on the phone all the time and the iPad and the, and the movies every night, you know, oh yeah, the homework's done. But if it's just movie after movie after movie, our, our society never used to be this way. And, and we are distracted now more than ever. But what happens when you just turn it off and you just say, well, let's just spend some time together. Let's play some games together or, yeah, what are we going to do now though? Oh, well, this is crazy. You look at each other. Wow. Who, who are you again? You know, that's our fight. It's, that's the fight of the day. We have to fight for that every day, don't we? Amen. Amen. So watch what we're watching. And then six, number six, we pray. We pray at meals, before meals. We pray during hard times. We pray before bed, and we thank God in the victories, and we thank God in all things. When you are praying and you're you're showing that example, again, not fake, but for real. Hey, you know what? You had a hard time at school. Tell me about it. But let's pray for that person who was a bully to you. And let's see the miracle power of God move. And God will move when you're praying with your kids. And all of a sudden, wow, they're going to see God for real. They're going to see him work miracles. I can't tell you how many times we've prayed with our daughter. And then she'll light up when she sees the answer happening and goes, and we're, you know, isn't that awesome? Isn't Jesus awesome? Uh, yeah. And then they, they get that for real Christianity. Amen. And then number seven, there, there's could be way more than this, but these are just seven that I thought of off the top of my head. Number number seven, we train our children in God's ways. And first, by example, first by example, do you know that the scriptures, even from the old covenant and the new covenant, both are very heavy on a parent's role in giving instruction and teaching to our children? That's why Kids Church is so important, because it's a partnership with parents in the training and bringing up children in the ways of the Lord. But at the same time, you know, you can preach every Sunday and you can teach every Sunday and you can be the best example to the kids on Sunday. But if they're not getting that teaching at home, it's not backed up. And so we have to partner together. I was doing a parent-student dinner for like 1,200 people of our 5th and 6th graders when I was leading that ministry we did a dinner and I asked our senior pastor to come and speak at it he said absolutely and I said please tell me i'm going to bring a message please tell me what i should say to the parents and he said i didn't he didn't even hesitate he said tell them that we are partnering with them tell them we are partnering with them in this whole thing of teaching look at ephesians 6 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents. In the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that they may be well with you and live long on the earth. Kids, if you're listening right now, or young people, if you're listening, honor your father and mother, because the promise is that you will have long life. And I think that is in practical ways. You know, if you listen to your parents and they're telling you, don't jump off of a cliff, It's you get some long life if you listen to them and you honor them and what they're saying at the same time, I believe there's a spiritual blessing that God puts on you. If you honor your father and mother and he will promise you that long life. Amen. Amen. And you let's see. And verse four and you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training or nurture and admonition of the Lord. Let's just take a look at those two words, nurture training And admonition, nurture in the original language says it's the whole training, the whole training of education of children, which relates to cultivation of mind and morals, educating, training them in God's ways, cultivating the soul, correcting mistakes, of course, in God's love. Listen, if you don't, if you don't correct and and have God's love, then just forget it. I mean, you got to establish the relationship. And by the way, that comes with spending time with your kids. You gotta spend time with them. You gotta love on them. And then the correction is easy because you look at them and say, Hey, that's that's not right, right? And they go, Yeah, yeah, that's all right. I I get you. Because your your heart is connected with them and they know that you want the best for them. When they've got that then correction is easy. Amen? Amen. Cultivating the soul, correcting mistakes, and curbing passions. Amen. And this is all right out of the original language. Instruction which aims at increasing virtue. Increasing virtue. Amen. Amen. And then the word admonish or admonition is putting in mind, training by word, whether of encouragement or necessary, if necessary, by reproof. So it is training by using your words, specifically by using your words. They, they've got to hear it. They've got to hear the instruction. It can't just be, you know, I'll, I'll just try to figure this out on my own. It has to be instructions with words, and it has to be backed up by literal actions. So bring them up in actions and words of the Lord. And fathers in the house and listening, the the Lord God holds the father responsible to create a loving atmosphere and environment of God's love, his presence and training by the words and actions. Fathers, you have you hold the authority to bless your family with words of encouragement and of God's love. You know, I'm finding as a father myself that one of the greatest ways that my family knows that I love them is, as I said before, is by spending time with them. And that means you have to be focused on that. You can't be too caught up in your work, which is easy to do. You have to be focused on that time, that time. If you have to drive somewhere and get away from it all with them and spend that time with them do what you need to do. When I was in Bible college, I took a class on building healthy families. And my professor, which was uh, Rebecca Hayford, she had us, she had us for one of our homework assignments. She had us watch the movie Hook. And she said, God speaks to me through movies. And I want you to see this movie. Because it's about spending time with your children. And if you've seen the movie, it is the story of Peter Pan when he's grown up and gotten older. And now he has a wife and kids. And Hook comes back and steals, kidnaps his children because he's not—he's so focused on his work that he's not spending time with them. And so he takes them away. And... He not only takes them away, but he begins to convince them, this, you know, evil person, begins to teach them that their dad doesn't care about you. He Look, he, you know, he told you that he was going to be at your baseball game and he never does. He missed it again. And you know what? But I care about you. I care about you. And tries to win over the heart kids. Isn't that what's happening in our society today? You know, if we're not taking that role as parents and doing what God has called us to do, then the enemy is right there ready to snatch our kids and say, hey, they don't care about you. I'll care for you. And I'll take you down to hell. And so I encourage you to watch the movie if you can. And... And uh, you'll see a good example. It's a good, it has a good message. So while we're on the subject of fathers and men, men, we are called in building healthy families. We are called to love our wives. You can never tell your wife too many times that you think she's beautiful. Amen. And how glad you are that she is in your life. Tell her again and again. It's one of the best habits that we can develop as men by complimenting our spouse. People never get tired of hearing how much you love them, how proud you are of them. I've never had my wife tell me, stop, you're doing that too much, right? Never, never had that. Amen. How many relationships would go to the next level? How many marriages could be saved? How much arguing and petty strife would stop if we would simply start expressing our love to each other on a daily basis. And yesterday's I love you's don't count. They're not good enough for today. And one of the best ways that we can express our love is through our words and our compliments. Now, this may be a surprise to some of you, but people don't know what you're thinking, guys. I'm talking to the men, you know, we have a tendency to be the more quiet ones, especially when it comes to compliments, but people, you know, you can say, man, I just, man, she's looking great today. You think it, or man, I sure love her and look at how wonderful she is. You think it, but she's not going to pick up on that unless you vocalize it out of your mouth. Amen. Amen. So guys get with it, get with it. And I'll get with it too. I'm preaching to myself. Amen. Amen. A blessing is not a blessing. Listen, a blessing is not a blessing until it's spoken, Dad. A blessing is not a blessing until it's spoken. Men, speak love and blessings to your wife and kids. You have to tell them what you're thinking. Words have that creative power. Words can lift up. Words bring out their confidence and their self-worth. Encouraging words and compliments are like glue that strengthen a relationship. Or Encouraging words deepen the roots of a relationship. That's why it's easier to go through difficult times when you've already been complimenting each other and lifting each other up. And for those of you who are single, just take notes because it's coming. It's coming. God's going to bring the right person if you want it, if you that's the desire of your heart. God will bring the right person. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Let me just preach that about 20 more times. Single person, wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Don't settle. Don't settle for second best. Wait for God's best, and he'll bring the right person into your life. And then you can apply all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. When people... That you know, love when you love them and believe in them by your words, you are keeping the love accounts full. And when you hit a bump in the road, you have the strength to stick together and overcome it. Amen. Amen. Now, the men in the house are just got a talking to. And they're wondering if I'm going to give a talking to to the ladies. Well, you know, walking on eggshells. Yes, I will. Here we go. Ladies, one of your greatest needs, one of your husband's greatest needs, is for you to be proud of them. Underneath that tough shell that they have, a hunk of macho Superman that you have, he is a cute little cuddly, soft-hearted man who needs your approval. Amen? A cute little fuzzball that needs your affection, right? And one of the most powerful things that you can tell your husband is that you are proud of him. And something that happens is that your husband will come alive inside when he knows that you think that about him. And I, ladies, I get it. I've heard some of your stories, some of the things that happen in homes and you, most of the time, it's the ladies guys that are the ones that are faithful They're the ones that are filling up our prayer time on Sunday morning and Saturday morning. It's ladies. They're faithful. And they are praying in their homes. I know. I know. But ladies, if you can just grab a hold of the fact that if you can see your husband beyond where he's at right now and speak words of blessing, that God will, in those words, help him to rise up to where he needs to be in his relationship with the Lord. Amen? And uh, this is something that only you can give as a wife. His parents can be proud of him, and that's great, and they should be. His colleagues can give him awards, that's nice. His friends can tell him how amazing he is, like my friends do. No, just kidding. But nothing compares to the power that you have as a wife to tell him, I'm proud of you. And when you do that, that does more than all the others I just listed right? Just as you hear, you're beautiful, I love you, your husband needs to hear, I'm proud of you. You know, the, the the need of the husband is, believe it or not, in how God made us, the need of the husband is is respect, and the need of the wife is to be loved on. And it's, it tells us that in Scripture. We are made differently, regardless of what society says. We are made differently, and there's actually a whole Christian course called Love and Respect, which separates that out and and divides it out to show you the difference. But well, pastor, I I'd do that more if he were more of this and less of that. Well, don't focus on his faults. Focus on his good qualities. The more you praise him, the better that he will do. Sometimes we think that if I, if I compliment somebody, their ego is just going to go out of control i'll never I'll never forget Pastor Jack speaking to our staff one time, Pastor Jack Hayford. He said some people think that your your uh, your ego is just gonna get elevated when somebody compliments you because he was talking about this subject, and he said it's not true He goes in my experience, when you compliment some somebody and you tell them how good they are doing, it actually humbles them. and they say. And and it puts them in a place. uh, And if they, if they don't, if they just take it further and just say, yeah, I'm, you know, God knows how to deal with that. You do what you are called to do. But for the most part, I think that it humbles a person when they hear a good compliment. You may be doing a thousand things that you don't like. No amens, please. But find three things that you do like and start, bringing some honor into your talk. Your husband may not be reaching his potential because the honor level is low. You can do so much in this area and bring so much blessing to your home by this simple expression. Amen. Your husbands can't live on old honor either. You know, a husband may have graduated from high school and got his diploma but that was five years ago, or maybe it was 30 years ago. But what has he done lately? You can tell him you're proud of him. You pour in some honor, some new honor, and not only will your husband rise higher, the whole family will rise higher too, amen. He will more likely love and treat you better because you have met one of his most basic needs, amen, amen. Boy, we have, we have a lot to work on, don't we? Oh, man. Oh, man. Father, I just pray right now for all the families. I thank you for how you take us, not only place us in families, but even with the singles, you place them in a, a family like this. That is a church family and families within the church family that they can be a part of. I thank you so much for our church family. I thank you so much for the families and the children and the youth in our church. And I thank you, Lord God, that you would build up each family. There's some people that are going through total brokenness in their family right now. And I pray for the healing of those families right now, the restoration of those families right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that we would take these tools of building each other up of watching what's coming into our home the faucets that we would turn off the bad faucets and bring in the good holy faucets of your love and your presence and your grace lord in our homes fill the atmosphere of our homes with the presence of god lord help us to live a genuine faith in our home one that's real one that says by example and by word that we follow it god and we put him first God, we give you praise and we worship you for what you're doing.